In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present among us in the most blessed sacrament, um, today we enter into the second phase of Advent. Um, so Advent is a season that begins four weeks, or somewhere around four weeks before Christmas, four Sundays before Christmas. Um, and it goes um, right up until Christmas Eve. But it's kind of split in two, where you have kind of early Advent, and then in these days, December 17th on, we transition into more immediate preparation um, to celebrate your birth, Lord. And so we are in now, tonight, beginning this period of more immediate preparation, you know, second-level second Advent, um, really focusing now on uh, celebrating your nativity, Lord Jesus, uh, with everything that that is, uh, entails. And we, we turn to you in this time of prayer uh, to help us with that, right? Um, that we, we shouldn't be unprepared for when, for when you're born uh, and to celebrate. I remember a number of years ago, um, uh, some good friends of mine had a baby, the first, and uh, I had been talking to them for like, oh, well, what about this? I always want every baby to be named Michael, right? I think that'd be great. Um, every single child that was born that I know the parents, they named the baby Michael. Haven't gotten one yet, but, um, but that would be an awesome thing. And so I was talking about them. So like an hour or two after the kid is born, they call me and they said, um, oh, you know, we're, ta- we're talking about names and we're thinking maybe this. What do you think? I'm like, you had nine months to prepare for this, and you're calling me two hours after the baby's born. Like, yeah, whatever you pick, I'm sure is great. Um, I'm not going to argue about naming a, an already born baby, but it is, um, you, know, you don't want to be caught unprepared. You want to, to be ready. And so we too, you know, we want to be ready. I remember other friends, um, for their second baby, it was, it was they found out, this kid is going to be a girl. It's a girl. No doubt about it. They had a girl name picked out. They had a pink room. They had everything. Well, apparently not. He came out a boy. So uh, it was the dad that had to tell the mom, like, we have a son. It's a boy. And she, she's like, stop joking, right? You know, they were totally unprepared to have a boy. They, they had all the girl clothes there at the hospital. They had the girl room ready to go. And they, they were not ready for a boy. Um, well, we, we need to do this period of more immediate preparation where we are now, we're getting those, those last things in order. And, you know, there's something about when we, um, when we put stuff off, you know, sometimes we, we let it, okay, I don't need to do, deal with that yet. No, I still don't need to deal with it. No, no, it could still wait. And then at a certain point, you have to deal with it, right? We, um... 
there comes a time when, like, no, I can't put this off any longer, right? We're going through all of these church changes, and, and there's been things like two and a half months ago, I'm like, all right, we got time. We can figure that out, right? Like, who's going to unlock the church on the morning of the first Mass, right? Oh, we got time. We can figure that out. And now this week, I'm like, no, okay, can you commit? Like, do you have a key? You're going to unlock the church that day? We can't leave this anymore. Well, that's, that's similar to Christmas, Lord, that maybe we've been putting off our time of preparation. We, we, haven't, we haven't quite had to buckle down yet. We haven't had to, we're not up against the deadline. Well, now we are. We're in this time, December 17th on, and we are up against the deadline, getting ready to celebrate your nativity. And if there's things that we haven't done yet, well, it's not, we could do them later. Uh, we're getting to the point where we have to do it now. And when that happens, there could be a, um, a healthy rise in anxiety, right? In a, a good type of anxiety. So the type of anxiety where, where it's the amygdala, which is kind of ringing the alarm bell saying, you have to do this, right? You have to do that. You have to get this done. And sometimes the amygdala chooses to ring that alarm bell at the wrong times or at times that are inconvenient, like, oh, no, it's three o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, remember, you have to go buy milk at the grocery store before breakfast. Right? Okay, thanks, amygdala. I'm going back to sleep. But, um, but that, you know, now there's a healthy rise in, in you know, anti- oh, 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 I got to get that ready. And, and that can be helpful to our spiritual life every now and again, to be up against a deadline where we just, we have to get this done. And Jesus, if, if in our relationship with you, we've been putting stuff off, and because there's been no deadline, because we've had plenty of time, we've been able to just, eh, we'll get there eventually. No, you know, I need to overcome these particular sins in my life, but eventually. There's time. We still have time, right? Jesus, I need to, I need to get better at my times of prayer, but eventually we'll get there. No, now we're up against this deadline. A good, healthy rise in, in anxiety um, you know, small anxiety, but just, just enough that uh, this is time. It's time to do this. We're ready for Christmas. It's a great opportunity. This is the time of, to, to celebrate. And then with that, with that healthy rise and just a anticipation, maybe that's a better word for anticipation of, of urgency even, right now, right now, nunc cepi, begin right now. I'll begin in an hour or two. No, nunc, right now, nunc chepi. Can, that can help our, our effective prayer, right? To, to have um, just this, this, we want affect in our prayer. At the end of our times of prayer, we, we thank our Lord for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to us, Lord. And so we, um, we want effectiveness in our prayer. As we get ready for Christmas, as we're preparing these last, you know, couple days, we want a we want good, effective prayer um, with real, you know, we want we want to be emotionally engaged. It, prayer is not all about the emotions, but our emotions should be engaged a little bit, and we should um, we should be prepared to to love you, Jesus, in this way, um, to shower all of our love upon you, Saint Jose Maria. Um, writes a little bit about this, and it's something that we can definitely pray with, with regard to um, 
you know, praying with the baby Jesus, and we should prepare to, to pray with the baby Jesus, right? How do, we, how do we hold the baby Jesus in our arms, right? Affect. Uh, not many people can hold a baby in their arms and be like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> take it or leave it. Like, no, when you have this little baby, this cute little thing, right? Holding in your arms, um, that our, our emotions get involved, and that's a good thing, right? How good Joseph is. He's praying as one more person seen. I'm Joseph's little servant. And how good Joseph is. He treats me like a son. He even forgives me if I take the child in my arms and spend hour after hour saying sweet and loving things to him. I kiss him. You kiss him too. And I rock him in my arms and I sing to him and call him king, love, my God, my only one, my all. And how beautiful is the child. That's in Sarah Zemir's meditation on the third joyful mystery of the rosary, right? To, to meditate. How, how beautiful is, is the child? Lord, we, we hold you in our arms. We, we, we rock you in our arms. We give you kisses with all this affection. And that, that should be in our times of prayer. That's, that's a beautiful prayer for the Christmas season to, to get ready to hold the baby Jesus in arms. And, and in these last days of preparation... What a great preparation that is. We can't wait, Jesus, to, to hold you in our arms, to rock you, to say wonderful things, to, to sing, sing songs to you in a, in a loving way, right? And uh, this, is, this is the beauty of the, the affect of our prayer and of our preparation. We're looking for, Jesus, we can't, we can't wait for you to get here. There's something, you know, it's, um, it's a beautiful way that, that parents can pray, um, particular, um, you know, when, when parents, when they, when they talk to the baby, right, the babies can hear, and, and so I don't, I don't know, I've never been a pregnant woman, but I, I don't know if, if pregnant women get sick of, like, people coming up and, and talking to your midsection, right, is that, is that weird, <laughs> I don't know, but it is, like, yeah, I want to talk to the baby, like, I can't wait to meet you, right, well, we should say that to Jesus, and every time when we go to meet you again and again in our prayer, that could be a great little affect right before going into, Jesus, I can't wait to meet you. We're looking forward to it. During this time of December 17th through what will be the night of the 23rd, um, we pray in the Vespers prayer of the church, the Liturgy of the Hours, evening prayer. We have what are called the O Antiphons, right? The O Antiphons, they are the antiphon for the gospel canticle, which comes like toward the, toward the middle to the end of evening prayer. And I remember someone once describing them as like, they're the labor pains, right? They're, they're, no, they're not labor pains at all. Um, I didn't really like that description, right? It's a labor crying out in labor. No, it's not. Uh, the, these antiphons are so beautiful. This is, the, this is the overflowing of the love of the church, Jesus, the love of the church, we can't wait to welcome you. And so we have these O antiphons, right? And, and they're called O antiphons because they begin with O, right? Which is the Latin vocative. Uh, so it's, you know, O sapientia, O Adonai, O radix, right? Um, we're talking directly to you. The way someone talks to a baby still in the womb. Can't, meet, can't wait to meet you. I look forward to when you get here, whenever it is. Maybe come a little faster, right? We're sick of being pregnant, so let's go, right? We're, we're excited. 
There's anticipation. And so in the church, we pray these, these O antiphons, which are so beautiful. I, I really recommend going, finding the list of them. Wikipedia is a great place for it, right? Google O antiphons, get the Wikipedia. Um, our, it's, they have them all in Latin, and they have very decent translations of them. And so this is what we say. These are, these are our prayers, right? Like, take the one for tonight. O sapientia, que ex ore altissimi prodidisti, atingens a fine usque ad finem, fortiter suaviterque disponens omnia, veni aducendum nos viam prudentiae. Okay, for those who don't speak Latin, um, O wisdom, right? O sapientia is O wisdom, right? Jesus, you, you are the wisdom. You are wisdom itself. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is an ordering principle, right? Wisdom, to, to be wise, is to have knowledge of, by the highest causes. But it's the, it's the ordering principle. And so, Lord, you, you are the ordering principle. You're the highest cause, right? And so we call, oh, oh, sapientia, oh, wisdom, who ex ore altissimi proriisti, proceeding from who proceeds, from the mouth of the Most High, right? Jesus, you're the Word proceeding from the mouth of the Father. The Word spoken by the Father, thought by the Father. You are the Word, the order in all of creation. Proceeding, who proceeds from the mouth of the Most High. Atingens, afine usque ad finem. Touching all things, ordering them. From one end to another, right? All things, everything, Jesus, falls within your order. It all falls, and you, you, you govern all things. And that is, you dispose all things, we get fortiter suaviterque, right? Which is a beautiful, beautiful image. Uh, strongly and sweetly, or smoothly, right? Strongly and sweetly, or smoothly, right? You, go, you dispose everything, you do it in a way that is fortiter, right? Strongly. Jesus, you, you govern us with strength, not with weakness. You humble yourself, absolutely, but, but you govern everything. You dispose us in a strong way. Not some weak grace. No, no. This beautiful strength that you offer us, but also incredibly smooth, sweet. You know, when, when God moves us, God moves us freely, Right? It's not, it's not a violent movement. God doesn't just push us around violently or opposed to our will. No, God governs us and disposes us sweetly in a way that moves us with, totally in keeping with how we're meant to be moved, how we're meant to be governed and disposed. So, Jesus, this is how you move us, and we can't wait to meet you. You're the one who, with great strength, but also just a very delicate uh, you think of like a, a professional golfer, right? A golfer, um, I, I, I am not good at golf. <laughs> I'm pretty terrible at it, usually. Um, the ball goes, I, I just rewatched a movie. It's, you know, um, Legend of Bagger Vance where Will Smith gets on the scene and, um, and Matt Damon's character says, I, I could have killed you, right? You're walking, walking right up to someone hitting golf. He's like, no, no. I was standing right in front of you, which is the safest place to be because the ball wasn't going anywhere near right in front. It wasn't going straight ahead. Um, well, you know, we, um, but a good golfer swings with incredible strength and power, but also smooth in a way that's smooth. 
not, not violent, right? And she said, you move us with great power, strongly, but also smoothly, gently, lovingly, sweetness. Veniad decendum nos viam prudentiae. Come, Lord, come and teach us the way of prudence, right? To make right decisions. Prudence is to choose what's right, to choose the good. And that prudence is to choose the good in view of the highest end, right? To choose the right means to an end. And so, Jesus, if you yourself are wisdom, we're praying to you to come and teach us the way of prudence, how all things are ordered around you. But we need you to teach us this. We can't learn it on our own. So, Jesus, we ask you to teach us. Come and veni ad docendum nos. Come, teach us how to choose right, how to choose you above all things, how to choose the Father. Um, you teach us the way of, of prudence. You teach us that, you know, little babies, they do this um, in their own way, that they, they have to be the most important, right? When you have a new baby, the new baby has to be the most important, right? It can't be like, yeah, this kid's kind of fourth or fifth on the priority. Like, they'll just scream and scream and scream and scream until you give them attention. And then they'll be okay. They'll sleep for a little bit. You change their diaper. And then they do it again. Scream and scream. Oh, no, what's more important is I get all my sleep. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen, right? Say goodbye to sleep uh, for new parents. Well, you know, they're the most important. Jesus, you're the most important. And so teach us. Teach us that way of prudence. And so this, this is a, just even tonight. Tonight, the church prays this. This is our prayer. O wisdom, O wisdom which proceeds from the mouth of the Most High, touching all things end to end, strongly and sweetly disposing everything. Come and teach us the way of prudence. And this is, this, we can see that we could pray that prayer just as our, our talking to Jesus in the womb. We just, with great love, we talk to you about this. Just another, another beautiful one that we're going to pray coming up next week is uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, right, on the 21st, right? December 21st is the, is the shortest day of the year, which means it's the darkest night, right? On the darkest night of the year, when, when the night seems the longest, when it is the longest, the most amount of darkness, what does the church pray? O Oriens, O Dayspring, right? O Dayspring, splendor, splendorous, eternal light and son of justice, right? Jesus, we, we, when we're in the midst of the darkness, we pray out to you, O Oriens. That, that's a beautiful little aspiration to, O Oriens, come in and enlighten those. Veni et illumina sedentes in tenebris et umbra mortis, right? Come and illuminate. All those who are sitting in darkness, in the shadow of death. And so we too, in, in the midst of the darkness, we pray, Jesus, come, come into our darkness. And when uh, next, whatever it is, I think Tuesday, when it's, the, when it's the darkest night of the year, we too, with the church, pray, oh, oh Orients, oh, Dayspring, dawn, radiant dawn, Splendor and light, eternal, son of justice. Sun being soul, like the sun shining in the sky. 
Come and enlighten us when we sit in darkness, just sitting around in the dark. Come and bring us light, Jesus. The popularized version of these O antiphons is the song O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, right? This is where we get O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is, is these O antiphons, right? Because every O antiphon ends up saying, you know, O Sapienzo Adonai, but then they end with Veni, Veniad Docendumnos, Veniad Redimendumnos, Veniad Liberandumnos, right? Come, Jesus, right? Come to us, please. We're waiting for you to come to us. Um, we, want, we want you to arrive. We can't wait for you to be here. And then just, uh, you know, Jesus, when you do come, we, we want to be prepared for, for that night, right? When, when it finally, when it's time, when it's time to, to be with you and when the time has come, um, we, have, we have to be ready. Um, we have to be ready to, to welcome you with all the joy that's going to go with it. And so um, we're going to read on that, on that Christmas night. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. And this was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, which he was of the, uh, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And when they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And so as we get ready for that, Jesus, it's when, when the time comes, right? This is it. This is the moment. And when, when Christmas comes for each of us in some way, I hope we don't just, you know, wander into Christmas. I actually told somebody earlier today, and Lord, I, I hope you're changing my heart in this time of prayer, but I told somebody today, like, I am so much on autopilot right now for Christmas um, because, because of all the stuff that's going to happen with our parishes after Christmas. Um, but that, that can't be the case, right? And if we maybe are on a bit of autopilot, that we're just, whatever, Christmas is going to be here, we're going to focus on cooking whatever meals and buying whatever presents, but it's, it's going to be here. No, we need to be prepared. We, we want to be ready to welcome you, Lord. Um, we want to be ready for, you know, this is when it's the time. This is it. Jesus, we've been waiting for you. We've been praying with the whole church. We've been talking to you in the womb. Come, come to us. We're, we're ready. We've got that sense of anticipation can't wait to rock you in our arms and to just talk to you out of love. So when the time came for her to be delivered, she gave birth to her first one. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there's no place for them in, in the inn, which is also the guest room, right? There are these little towns like Bethlehem that probably had like one little guest room for the whole town. You know, anyone that has got one little guest room and there was somebody else there because of the census. And so they laid him in, in a manger, right, in the stable, in the manger, which is where the, where the animals eat. And he's, he's wrapped in swaddling clothes, right, wrapped tight. The hands which, which govern the stars and the moon and the sun are, are wrapped twite, tight in, in swaddling clothes. He's laid in, in the manger, the place where the animals eat. The church fathers saw in this the prefigurement of the Eucharist, 
Lord, from, from even the very beginning, you were put in the manger, the place where, where animals are, are fed, right? Nourished. And so you too, who are the bread of life, you are put, you're laid in the manger because you would, you've come to nourish us. You've come to, to strengthen us with your own body and blood. And then we're going to hear about the, the angels and the shepherd. There's shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, right? Um, those words, when you translate them into Latin, I bring you good news of great joy, are annuncio vobis gaudium manium, right? I announce to you a great joy, um, which is also the words that we use when the Pope is elected, the Pope whose birthday is today, right? His 85th birthday. Annuncio vobis gaudium manium, right? I bring to you news um, of great joy, this day a Savior is born. In the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign you're going to find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's the sign. This baby's going to be in a manger. Just as the Lord, your presence in the Blessed Sacrament is a sign for us. That's where we meet you, particularly in these times of prayer on Friday night. We meet you in the Eucharist. That's your, this is it. This is what we come looking for, for you. Jesus, our nourishment. And not as if they, weren't, they were terrified by the one angel. Um, they're filled with fear. Well, now a whole army of angels appeared. Suddenly, with that one angel came a multitude of the heavenly hosts, the whole army of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill or to men with whom he is pleased. And just, you know, to conclude that gospel scene, after all that happens, the shepherds, they say to them, they, you know, a lot of these gospel passages are like, okay, and then they went, right? They went, they did it. Okay, do this, they did it, right? That's what we get with Joseph in the beginning of Matthew's gospel. The angel says this, and Joseph just does it. Well, with the shepherds, we get something a little meta here. That then they said to one another, let's go, right? Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing which has happened that the Lord has made known to us, right? They encourage one another. And so we too should take this encouragement from the shepherds. Let's go together, right? Let's go to Bethlehem. Jesus, let's, let's go to meet, let's bring pe more and more people to meet you. We should be encouraging one another to Christmas. Let's go. Let's go to meet the baby Jesus. As we're spending these time, this time with you, Lord, as we're reflecting upon these, these beautiful prepar final preparations, um, you can't prepare for a birth of a baby without the mother, right? You, you can't talk to the baby in the womb without the mother being right there. And Mary, actually, she encourages us, right? She encourages us to make these final preparations to get ready, and she helps us with them. And then we want to say these sweet words of love to you, Lord. Your mother, our mother, is right there encouraging us. Yeah, it's okay. It's not weird. You can, you can talk to me. You can talk to the baby right here. I brought him to you, right? And so that, that's our mother encouraging us. So she ask our mother to pray for us, uh, to encourage us, so that we can, we can, with full affection, approach you uh, at this Christmas mystery, hold you in our arms, and celebrate with all Christians throughout the world the birth of your, the joy of your birth.
I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.